All right. Glad y'all are here tonight. Man, it's exciting. I just want to say, uh, if, if you weren't here or aren't here on Sunday mornings over in the youth area, uh, man, it, it, is, it is going on. Uh, this past Sunday, we had 780 teenagers on a Sunday morning. What in the world? And so um, uh, 406 or set 406, I don't know what the exact, 406 or 407 uh, high school students, uh, 400 of you decided to get up and uh, come to Bible study at 9.30 or 11 o'clock, and, and, and 370-something junior high students decided to do the same thing. And so, guys, let me just tell you, that is incredible. That is, in, that is so incredible. That's how you're going to continue to grow in your walk. We're putting you in a small group. Uh, you've got myself or Evan or Seth or Landon or Ryan or someone's teaching. And, uh, man, God's doing a lot. And so keep that up. Keep that up. It is, seriously is incredible. And I know you're like, it's Sunday and I could sleep. And I'm going to go to church. And so, man, keep that up. Because Sundays, even though in here it's pretty cool. I mean, we got a band. We got all, we know it's happening. There's like a lot of you here tonight. And it's, it's incredible what God is doing in here. But, man, Sundays is where it's going down. Because whenever you graduate high school and you go to college, they're going to have Sunday. They're going to have church on Sunday. And so we want you to kind of get into that pattern, get into that rhythm. And keep crushing it on Wednesday nights where we come in here. Man, God just does awesome things. And we get to have a worship service together. And so, man, thank you. Thank you those that are serving. I look out and see the jump team and the giggle team. Thank you guys for serving like crazy. It is awesome. And, man, I, I, you know, if you don't know me very well, I get real excited about stuff. And it kind of goes in waves. Not as bad as Brett Heistead. And I can talk about Brett Heistead, the guy playing guitar. That guy gets real excited about stuff. Like, he will buy things just like I'm a cyclist. All of a sudden, one time, no joke, he was a cyclist. And I didn't ask if I could share this story. So, good. I'm glad I can. Uh, he, he decided he's going to be a cyclist. And he bought, a, like, a, like a $1,000 bike. He rode it once with me because I crushed his soul. And he sold it. Then he wanted to be like a skater guy or whatever that is, a longboarder, <laughs> okay? And he was, he bought like the best longboard ever. And then he like made like drums and he would build guitars and then he did all this stuff. And then he decided he's getting married. And ever since then, he's been, well, you know what? I'm all about my wife and that's it. And it is awesome. And so, Yeah. Um, but man, I get real, I'm the same way. I get so excited about stuff. People are like, dude, why are you yelling? Like that guy, all he does is yell. You're right. Because I get excited. Like I sweat a lot. Because I'm overweight. Don't know why I, was, I, I just need to get this off my chest. If you were at 9.30 Sunday morning in high school, some of you thought that was a stain on my shirt. Nope, sweat. It was sweat the whole time. And no one told me till it was over. Appreciate you, jerks. Thank you. All right? It may happen tonight. It's okay. Let's just roll with it. All right? I sweat because there's a lot of lights on me, and I'm a little heavier than I should be. <laughs> I get excited about stuff, and so do you. We get excited about stuff. For example, a Yeti. People get, no, 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 hold your applause, Yeti man. And you're like, no, I don't do the Yeti. I do the Walmart brand. It's better than the Yeti because it does ice. I know. I did a video, and you tested it, and you're rich and have every single, let me just tell you something. I'm in. I agree. I agree 100%. They are awesome. Because when I got my first Yeti, 
That sounds so, when I got my first Yeti. <laughs> if you don't know what a Yeti is, uh, I don't know what you're doing in life. But um, <laughs> someone's just like, I really don't know what that is. It's a monster that <laughs> lives in the ice. <laughs> that is really what a Yeti is, though. It's a, it's a, anyway. When I got my first Yeti, I was so excited about it. I put ice in it, and I put water in it, and I purposely put it in my car to see if the ice would melt, and it didn't. And I would be like, I'd go home like, babe, seriously, try this. I'm, I'm not making this up. You can ask her. Like, I would literally be like, try. The ice is so cold. Try, and I got so excited, and then I would start telling everybody about it, and like, other people were like, no, you need to try the Arctic, whatever, the Arctic, okay? And then someone made up some story about their brothers, and they split, and all that bull, whatever. It's great. By the way, it's a thermos. We're getting excited about a thermos. We are. I love it. I have like four of them, okay? And a big cooler. I don't even know why I have the cooler. Actually, someone bought me the cooler. Thank you for that. I've used it once. But I feel awesome because I have a cooler, the Arctic cooler, all right? We get excited about uh, the iPhone 7, okay? Uh, again, no one got excited about that. I did, okay? I do. I get excited about it, and I want to tell everybody about it, and I want to be like, man, it's so awesome. I had, I got the iPhone 7 Plus, super excited about it, okay? Weird, I got the pink one, had to, long story, don't judge me, you already did, but I got it. Now, I think it's the bomb. Like, everybody's like, hey, let me tell I'm like, whoa, back up, let's use my phone, okay? Do you not know it has two cameras, okay? All right? We get excited about stuff, okay? I don't know, adults, you're with me on this, juicing, weird, Okay? Why do you juice? I don't know, but you juice, not like juice, like, <coughs> not like, like drugs, juicing, okay? Some of you are like, this place is awesome. No, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. No, drug dog. But like cleanses, like a juice cleanse. Like, like there is a guy, he came up to me, he's like, hey, bro, you ever juiced? It's like, I don't know, have I? The dude, I felt bad for him. Like, he was so just pale, just scrawny. Like, bro, I don't need that, okay? You ever done Sonic? Okay? Awesome. You've heard about essential oils, right, y'all? Okay? Like, apparently, we have, have screwed up in life, okay? Because apparently, and if you sell these, awesome. Thank you. We bought some, okay? So you're welcome. Um, apparently, we've been living, I've been living 37 years without essential oils, I've been, I've totally missed out in life. Actually, you know what? Let me tell you about essential oils real quick. There's a blend of oil out there. It almost killed me. I don't know what it was called. You ask my wife. She in the little diffuser thing. All right, y'all know what I'm talking about. Your parents have one, okay? They're selling them. It almost killed me. The blend in that thing, it literally, I was like, ah, what is that? And it's like, I had to go outside in a blanket and like, then she's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do lemon, and lemon will get that out of here. I walk in, I'm like, still dying. You're trying to kill me, woman. But, man, we get excited about stuff, and we just want to, like, tell people about it, and we just want to sell it, and we just, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this movie? Have you heard this song? Have you done this? Let me just tell you, in, in this verse in Timothy, let me just show you what's happening. 2 Timothy 4 says this, but you keep your head in all situations, endure hardships, do the work of an evangelist. You're evangelizing. You maybe heard that word before. Maybe the first time you ever heard that word. 
The word evangelist actually means somebody that brings good news. For example, the Yeti, that's good news. It's real good news. Or whatever it is that you would be evangelizing. Starbucks. Dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try it. You gotta have a Venti, Trenta, whatever. I ordered today because, I, because Ryan owed me a drink. I went and I said, do y'all have a Trenta iced white mocha? He said, no. I said, you should. I was evangelizing to the Starbucks man. <laughs> do the work of an evangelist. An evangelist shares good news. Romans 10.9 says this, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. A lot of people say, so how do you accept Christ? What do you do? What do you need to do? Right here it tells you. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you really believe that with your mouth, you say that, and you believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. If you're talking right now, and I'm going to ask you to stop. So how do you accept Christ? Right here. Right here. People trying to make it all hard. You got to do all this stuff. Nope, just right here. Let's keep reading. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and with your mouth that you profess your, your faith and are saved. Every single week we, we, we do a thing called a, an invitation where We'll say, hey, close your eyes. You guys have done it. And then someone possibly maybe accepts Christ. And a lot of you have done it. If you've accepted Christ in this room, I'm just curious in here at live, you've accepted Christ before. Just raise your hand. I'm just curious who that is. Awesome. Wow. That is awesome. Yes. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Incredible. Incredible. So you've done that. And what happens is Landon takes you guys out and he says, so, so do you believe that? And they confess it with their mouth. Yes, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. That's what it's saying right here. In verse 11, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? A lot, of, you know, people ask that question. So, so what do you do for someone who's never believed in Christ? So what about the tribes and what, what about them? What about this person? What about this? What about this? What about, it's a great question. How can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? In verse 15, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful, this is out of the Old Testament, a quote from the Old Testament called a prophecy. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Are those who are evangelizing, evangelistic. Are those who bring good news. People Love good news. Why? Because the news that we consistently hear, we consistently see, I mean, you're looking at your feeds, you see all these different things, it is not good news. I don't watch the news. Why? It's depressing. 
Like I'll be watching a show, whatever it is, and a news thing, hey, tonight at 10 o'clock, we're going to talk about four people murdered, this person did this, this person raped her, and I'm like, man, I'm depressed. That was horrible. Good news is needed. You, you remember that I've, I've talked, we've talked about this. Chewbacca mask, right? All that she did was laugh. She just laughed. Yes, she went to my college. Yes, she is awesome. Yes, I'm trying to get her here. All she did was laugh. And she's famous. <laughs> That's it. With a Chewbacca, and it's funny, don't get me, it was hilarious. I watched it a lot. I cried laughing when I watched it. Candace, all she did was laugh. And then it caught fire. Why? Because it was happy. It wasn't about ISIS. It wasn't about politicians. It wasn't about anything. It was just her laughing, and it blew up. How can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Good news. The good news that we have is Jesus Christ. That's the best news. You have, as a Christian, if you're a Christian, you have good news. And that is Jesus Christ. It's the best news. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So how do you bring good news? Through your story. Your story is some of the best news anybody can ever hear because Jesus has taken you from one place to another. Your story is great news. A lot of you know my story. My story is all about good news. I was 11 years old. And I came home one day, and I was eating a hamburger. Both of my parents had been divorced five times apiece. My mom had guys coming in the house, out of the house all the time, sleeping with them, selling drugs, constant, in and out. I never knew my dad. All the time, just had boom, 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 drug bust in my house. Came home one day, I'm eating a hamburger from Sonic in Oklahoma. I remember going with my mom to get the hamburger. We didn't have any money. That was a big deal to me. And I go and I'm sitting there and I'm eating it and all of a sudden someone pushes the table out and the hamburger falls on the ground. I'm 11. Some of you are 11. And I stood up and this man started just beating me, boom, bam, bam. So I stood up, let's roll, bam, it was not good. That was normal for me. Why'd he do that, you may ask? I don't know, and I don't really care right now. Went to school, would come back. I would spend all night outside playing basketball so I wouldn't go inside and deal with what was happening on the inside of my house, screaming, fighting, yelling, abuse of all different kinds. 
I would stay outside and just play basketball, just play basketball by myself. Boom, 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 boom. Went to school, came back. I have a younger sister. Her name is Kaylee. Where is she now? I have no idea. I have a younger brother named Brandon. Where is he now? He's in prison in New Jersey. I have an older sister named Dana. Where is she now? Lives somewhere in Arkansas. I go to school, I come back. I walk into my house. My house is destroyed. Everything is gone. Everything is destroyed. I go up to my room. I've been saving quarters for a long time in a, in a piggy bank, a basketball piggy bank. I've been saving it for a very long time. So I wanted to buy something with it. That was shattered. I walk downstairs. My mom is sitting on the floor crying. She says, you need to leave. You can't live here any longer. Eleven. Maybe 12. I have blocked out so much of my life. This is no joke. I have blocked out. If you ask me about junior high, I can't even tell you where the school is or the name of it. Or my teachers. A lot of you can. Adults, a lot of you can. If you ask me about elementary school, I can't tell you about it. I don't even know where I lived at the time. I don't even know what was going on. I have literally, and I know it's not healthy. I'm in counseling. I, I have blacked a lot of that out. But some moments I do remember, like when my mom said, you can't live here any longer, so you need to take your sister and your dog and you need to go find a place to live. And I walked two miles and I took my baby sister and my dog and we walked and we found a place to live. For the first time in my life, I was, I was living somewhere where I didn't get the junk beat out of me at night. Where I wasn't being yelled at, where things weren't happening. I didn't know about Jesus by the way, nobody was inviting me to church. No one really cared about me. I felt, I felt hor I hated myself. Some of you are living that right now. I'm so glad you're here. Then finally someone said, hey, you wanna go to this camp? So I went to this camp. My grandparents helped pay for me to go to this camp. I went to this camp. I met Jesus Christ. A man was up there talking about all these things and all this stuff and I was like, you are crazy. What are you talking about? And then the last night of the camp, not like a beach trip, like you go to this camp and you're there for a week. Like you're there. Like it would be similar to a frontier camp, but not as cool. It'd be, I mean, it's just there. Last night, I accepted Christ. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Changed my life dramatically. I went from, a, from somebody that was very quiet to somebody who was crazy and outgoing. It literally radically changed my life. I got a Bible, didn't know what to do with it. No idea. I would carry the Bible around, just like, don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm going to carry it around. There's so much of my story, I'm filtering what to say and what not to say. So I went back from that camp that summer, and then I, I went to school that year. And I was so excited to work, I was going to work at that camp that next summer, I was so excited about it. Last day of school, I get a phone, I, I'm, I'm at school, and, and, and I get a message over the intercom. Michael, hey, please come to the office. So I go to the office, so excited. Last day of school, it's on. You know, you get balloons, you get cake, you get cupcakes, you get whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get balloons. I don't know what's happening. I go in there, I don't get balloons. I get my dad, who I have not seen. I'm in eighth grade. 
I've never met my dad until that moment in the office. In the office of the school, he says, come home, you're coming, you're coming to live with me. I was like, great, okay. So I go to the place where I was living with my friend Corey. That's who I found to live with. I literally, at that time when I was walking with my sister and my dog, I knocked on the door and said, hey, uh, can we live with you? Sure. So I lived with them. That day, last day of school, I show up to the house. My mom is there. I see my mom and my dad is coming behind in this long driveway. I don't have any stuff. I don't have any clothes, really. I tell my sister bye. I get in a car with my dad for the very first time. My mom says, my mom says, don't forget to write. It's the last time I talked to my mom. I go and I live with my dad. I go to the camp that next summer. I go to work at that camp. I'm so excited to work at the camp, this Christian camp. So excited. At camp, on the weekends, what you do normally is you go and you wash your clothes, right? Because it's stinky, you've been sweating, you've been doing the stuff. I'm the youngest person ever hired at this camp, ever hired. I thought, that's pretty cool. I don't know why they hired me, but they hired me. I got them. That was the youngest person ever hired to work at this camp, an overnight camp. So cool. At night, whenever you uh, wash your clothes, you, on, on the weekends, you go away to a house and you stay somewhere. I went away to this house and we stayed somewhere. And something happened away at that house when we stayed somewhere with all the other people, that were all the other camp counselors, and that shouldn't have happened. And two days later, Actually, I'm sorry, two weeks later when I was working at camp, I was walking down a hill and I could not take another step. That's real. That's real. I couldn't take another step and I just started to weep. And someone's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, here's what's wrong with me is that uh, two weeks ago, blah, blah, had sexually abused me. This person did things to me that it, it's not right. The person was still working at the camp, by the way. So I had to go that next day and I'm weeping and I'm crying and I'm dealing with all this stuff. I've, I've been physically abused growing up, living with my dad, things were a lot better. I worked at a, at a Christian camp and I was, I was abused in a different way. And the person says, you're gonna have to go and tell the police and you're gonna have to get this person arrested. And so I did that, very hard. Because before that, all these kids were saying, hey, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. No one was believing them until that happened. Until I went and told. This person is in prison still to this day. I've forgiven that person. I could go on and on and on and on and on with my story. It's, it's absolutely crazy the things that, that, and it's not about, hey, look at me. Understand that. If you know me, that's not about that. I have been through uh, just crazy stuff in my life. Why? I don't know to glorify God. Yeah, it is. Or maybe, possibly, there's someone in this room right now, or there's someone that's watching this, or someone that's hearing this, that they're like, holy cow, God took you out of that? Yes, God took me out of it. If it wasn't for the moment that I asked Jesus Christ into my heart, 
If it wasn't for that moment that I said, I need this Jesus in my heart, if it wasn't for that moment, there's no way I could be here right now. No way. It doesn't make, honestly, it doesn't make sense I'm here right now at all. I would pray, no joke, when I accepted Christ, my goal was to speak to thousands of people and tell them about Jesus Christ. Thousands. That was my like, yes, that's what I want to do. I never truly thought it would happen. Never. And it's happened over and over and over and over and over. And so here's why I tell you that. It's because each and every one of you, if you have Christ in your life, you have a story. You have good news. Because the good news is now is that God has pulled me out of that. Yes, I've had hard times. Even as an adult, I've had hard times. Things have happened in my life that I've never even shared before. Things have gone on that are super hard. But God just continues to pull me out of it. Because I truly do believe in Christ. Not because I'm a pastor, not because I get a paycheck at a church, but because I've seen him pull me out of stuff. And you have right now the same thing that I have as a Christian. You have a key to unlock people's hardened hearts about Jesus Christ. You have that key. And that's Jesus Christ. So we have got to go and do the work of an evangelist. And go and tell people the good news. And it's not beating them with a Bible. It's not, hey, you got to come to church. No, it's you. Hey, do you have five seconds? I just want to tell you my story real quick. I just want to tell you my story. And maybe your story doesn't look like my story, and that's awesome. Maybe your story is you grew up in a Christian family. Awesome. Are you sharing your story? Are you telling your story? Because your story has the ability to change lives. Right now in this room, I want no one looking around. 